Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Hey guys, hey, welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. And today we are going to talk a little bit about my hiatus that I took and my 21-day detox slash hormone balance that I did. It was such an experience that I wanted to share it with you. I mentioned this in my last podcast and I just want to take some time and go over this journey that I had. It was just really incredible. It was eye-opening and I want to share with you some little known methods that you can take away to improve your health and how this ties into spirituality, well-being, or being your best version. First, if you are interested in doing a detox or a hormone reset, you should know that I am not a doctor, and you should consult with your doctor before starting any program. Okay, so with that said, well, you know, when I took a moment to reflect on this whole experience, it occurred to me that in all of my life, I have never done this. Not even for a little while. Yes, I mean, I have made some remarkable life-changing habits and I have gone to retreats, spas, and taken courses on my health and well-being, but I have never devoted an extended period of time to my well-being. And sadly, I don't think most of us do either. Our health and well-being is our lifeline, our vitality, and our pulse to all that we do and all that we are. Our health is the most important thing we have, and most of us really don't even think about it or make it a priority until there is a problem. And sadly, sometimes the problem is just so big, it is forcing us to make life changes and impacting our quality of life. Or sometimes death beats us to this. I know that's really grim, but unfortunately, it's true. I'm going to share a bit of my health and well-being story while I was on hiatus. See if you can relate, be inspired, or learn from my situation. So for me, I can recall having health challenges even as a child. I had chronic sore throats, strep throat, which resulted in tonsillitis at age 5. I also suffered from allergies. Migraines came into my life at about 11 years old. And this wasn't one of those one-and-done headaches. I was taken to a doctor and asked to journal the frequency of these headaches, and I can recall having 20 in a month. Then it was like I could just always feel this slight lingering of a headache. Yes, I was put on medication to help with these, but they never went away. I was also asked to eliminate certain foods in my diet. The headaches still plagued me. I learned how to endure the headaches, and I tried to move on. I had mono in seventh grade for a good six months, and it felt like I slept three of those months away. Seriously, seriously, I don't remember three months. And from there, I just never felt great. I've also struggled with feeling tired, worn out, and just pushed through it because people don't understand, and what else are you going to do? And I just wasn't one of those people that tried to let things stop me, so I just coped with it. Fast forward into adulthood, I prided myself with never missing a day of work until I had children. Yes, sometimes children get sick and you need to take a day off to care for them. 
You know, I have always been an uber-aggressive type A, working an unhealthy number of hours each week, taking care of my children's, pets, and everyone else but me. I was always last on the priority list, but I just thought I was a tough superwoman and could and would push myself. Really, in hindsight, I was taking advantage of my body and my mental health. Nobody ever really spoke much about self-care back then, not until these last recent years. Now, meditation was also pretty woo-woo, and alternative medicine was taboo at the time, and these health modalities were not spoke much of and never mentioned by my doctors. Well, boy, thank God the world has really changed. Some for the better and some for the worse. For the better is that we now know about self-care. We know about meditation, alternative healing, and holistic medicine and so on. There is so much information available to us and we can be our own advocate. But shifting gears, have you ever taken a moment to really pause and contemplate your health? How you feel? How you are caring for yourself? What you subject your mind to, your body, and your soul? Do you mindfully pause and take note of any health conditions you have? How about taking a moment and just think of all the health issues you hear about others having, maybe their loved ones? Or maybe you keep hearing or seeing the same commercials on TV or radio for the same problems and ailments over and over again. Now, I really want you to pause and just take a moment and think about what I'm about to say. Today, there are many health issues that simply did not exist when our grandparents or great-grandparents were children, and now they are just exploding. Why is this, and what is happening? Just be present with this for a moment. Okay. Hold that thought. You know, I don't think I ever even heard of type 2 diabetes until I was in my 20s. I never knew anyone that suffered from kidney disease, colon cancer, fatty liver, high cortisol, lupus, or so many other health issues until I was much, much older. How about you? Today, people are plagued with various illnesses that weren't as widespread 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know, as I drove by my local dialysis clinic, I noticed that the parking lot is literally full, like not even one place to park. And each time I go by there, it's the same thing. And these clinics are popping up everywhere. I recently went to the gastroenterologist's office and it's a nonstop revolving door of patients. I couldn't believe it. It was standing room only in the waiting room. I counted over 30 patients. I thought this is absolutely absurd. Now think about this for a moment. The first human ancestors appeared on the earth between five to seven million years ago. They didn't go to their pharmacy and get a prescription filled when they didn't feel well. They resourced the earth. They prayed and they used healing energy and you name it. The human civilization has survived for millions of years. Yep, we're still here. But our health is getting worse. We are busier than ever, constantly multitasking, working longer hours and days, running carpools, going here, there, and everywhere. 
Some say there are never enough hours in a day. So we take shortcuts on what fuels us. We eat genetically modified food, food from cans, boxes, prepackaged and processed foods, with all kinds of chemicals and preservatives. We hit the drive-up window from time to time, and we have no idea where our food is coming from, or what is on it, or what is in it. We hype up on caffeine just to get to work on time, and some have an alcoholic beverage just to unwind. There is little time for relaxing the mind, being void of stimuli, or to get out into nature and move our bodies. Does that sound familiar? Yep, it's pretty much the American life. That's what it is. That's what we've come to. So shifting gears, I'm going to take you back to a time with me when my daughter was just under two years old. She began to develop a rash on her body. There came a point when I would put her in the bathtub and she would scream a chilling scream and cry. She was in so much pain from the water touching her skin. It was heart-wrenching to know that my daughter was in so much pain simply from plain water. Later, she was finally diagnosed with eczema. I was given an ointment to apply to her skin to help her. I don't ever recall any talk about diet or potential causes of this eczema. I don't recall any explanation from the doctors. It was just simply eczema, and I was supposed to accept this. Hopefully, the medical community has evolved since then. In my early 30s, I was diagnosed with chronic sinusitis. Yes, I had a sinus infection from hell that went on for three months straight after taking a slew of various antibiotics and not getting better, and I was sent to an ENT for surgery. That was the solution that was presented to me. And then, for kicks and giggles, my doctor wanted me to go to an allergist. Frankly, I thought the allergist was probably a waste of my time, but I was so sick, I thought I'd go and just hear them out. I had the surgery for my sinuses, and then shortly after, I went to the allergist. I remember on my first visit at the allergist's office, I was asked about foods I ate, and milk came up. Do I drink milk and eat dairy products, they asked. Yes, I said. I was advised that I should stop this immediately. I can remember saying, well, I consume them every day, so I'm not allergic. I don't see any adverse reactions to milk. Oh, how smug I was. I felt fine, or so I thought. I succumbed to all of the allergy testing, which frankly showed I was allergic to milk and almost everything else I was tested for. I begrudgingly complied with the doctor's instructions and quit dairy and went on a very strict diet. The doctor then gave me a book that she suggested I should read. It was called No More Antibiotics, Preventing and Treating Ear and Respiratory Infections the Natural Way. I thought it was a little odd that she was giving me a book on antibiotics, but since I had just been on antibiotics for three months straight, I was curious to read the book. This book was a huge eye-opener for me. Mind you, this was over 20 years ago when this took place. I had no idea that antibiotics could be so harmful. And I had just taken various kinds for three months straight. They were actually killing my good bacteria, and my immune system was totally shot. Unfortunately, we need to spread the word on this today because there is so much to learn about antibiotics. But you know what? That's for another episode. Well, soon after I began the injections for allergies, yes, I did that, at one of my visits, there was a questionnaire on the counter at the station I was sitting in waiting for my injections. 
I began to read it, and when the doctor came in, I asked her about it. I told her I was reading it, and I have almost all of the symptoms. She informed me that means you have candida albicans. She began to treat me for this as well. She sent me home with another book, The Yeast Connection, a medical breakthrough by William Crook, M.D. Long story short, these two books really opened my eyes to alternative healing, diet, and the impact of pharmaceuticals and the foods we eat. It was literally life-changing for me. It also sheds light on how doctors will often mask your symptoms, but not getting to the root of them. In other words, medicate the symptoms, like my three months of sinus infection and countless antibiotics. Come on. Okay, so I also want to share with you about being your own advocate. When my daughter, yes, the same one with eczema, was about five, she injured her knee playing in the yard. She screamed and cried for hours and hours. We had it looked at and nothing was broken and we were sent home. Months after, she was still catering to her left knee and she would periodically complain about the pain. I took her back and I had it re-examined and they found nothing. Yet she continued on and it was still a source of discomfort. I had her seen at Shriners Hospital in Portland, Oregon for another opinion. And this was by a team of what they told me was a special team of experts. I was told they are the best of the best but they still didn't know what the issue was. A few years passed and we ended up moving to California. I had her seen again by a specialist at Children's Hospital in San Diego. We had an answer on our first visit. My daughter had osteochondritis desiccans and needed surgery as soon as possible because her bone in her knee was dying and she needed to get blood into it to save it. The doctor at Children's was absolutely baffled that nobody had diagnosed this prior. My message to you, when you know something is wrong or it doesn't seem right with your health, never, ever give up on finding the answers. Take matters in your own hands, get second opinions, third opinions, do whatever it takes, look for alternative solutions, always be open to holistic solutions or approaches. Sometimes you may need surgery or modern medicine, but holistic solutions don't get near enough praise. Good organic food and diet also don't get enough good praise. Now, I have learned that there is almost always a solution for the root of the problem that can be addressed holistically. It may even be as simple as removing a type of food or foods from your diet or adding minerals or supplements to your diet. Remember, our ancestors lived well by simply resourcing the earth. At the beginning of the year, you know, I was feeling really drained. And as the weeks went on, I wasn't feeling my normal self. I have learned so much now in my lifetime. I was listening to my body and I can tell I really needed to slow down and take a break. Then I see a post on our neighborhood Facebook page stating that my neighbor who happens to own a pharmacy has extra Moderna vaccines. And if anyone is interested, come on down immediately to get your vaccine. I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, I'm in a state where I would have to wait at least a few more months before they'd issue them for my age range. So within 30 minutes, I was at the neighborhood pharmacy and I got my vaccine. I got my vaccine and the next day I felt great. And I worked out in the yard for hours in extreme heat. Yeah, well, I basically overdid it. 
I'm not saying it was the vaccine, but I felt absolutely miserable the next day. That was it. It was the turning point. I needed to do a detox or do something big to get my health straight. I had been pushing it for weeks, actually months, and this was the tipping point for me. I decided I was just going to take it easy for the day. A few days prior to all of this, though, I happened to be browsing my personal home library and came across the book, Hormone Reset, by Dr. Sarah Gottfried. I'm not sure when or where I picked up this book, but I had it, and I was going to read it. I felt like the book was speaking to me, and I needed to listen. If you've listened to the show before, I've shed some light on my history with severe stress and how it's impacted me and taken a toll on my life. As a result, I have abnormally high cortisol. I've been working on this for some time, and it just doesn't go down all that easily or quickly. Cortisol is the primary stress hormone. It increases sugars or glucose in the bloodstream, enhances your brain's use of glucose, and increases the availability of substances that repair tissues, amongst many other things. So, I thought, yeah, I could use a hormone reset. Plus, the front of the book says, heal your metabolism and lose 15 to 20 pounds. I mean, what a win-win, so... I could definitely benefit from shedding a couple pounds. I am going to do this program. So, you know, I just had my COVID vaccine, probably got heat exhaustion from working in the yard, and now I'm going to do this detox, this reset. No problem. I'm not a stranger to detoxes, food elimination, or crazy dietary regimens. I'm always up to try something new and learn about the health benefits or effects. I've been doing this since my first visit with the allergist. And nowadays, I make it my job to read about this and pass it along to others. So, I was kind of curious what, if anything, I would learn from this book. Remember that this book is a reset and is primarily for women looking to heal their metabolism and lose some weight. I was reading the book and going to do this program to hopefully lower my cortisol and clean up some of my diet. And maybe I'd feel better too. But for the record, my diet is cleaner than most. I limit, if not exclude, gluten and dairy. And I've done this for well over 20 years. Yes, I'm allergic to dairy. And if I need a reminder, I just have to eat ice cream. And the next day, I'll wake up feeling like crap, like I was hit by a train. All of my joints hurt. I'm aching and I'm congested. Hello, sinus issues. Yes, There is a direct link between dairy and these issues, especially congestion and inflammation. Also, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, and it subsided when I started eliminating these things from my diet. So I know foods play an important role in how we feel and our overall well-being. Within the first few pages of the Hormone Reset book by Dr. Sarah Gottfried, she says, The good news is you can heal and repair your metabolism and prevent or reverse conditions like heart disease, diabetes, and dementia. Well, not that I'm suffering from any of this, but I was pretty excited because I want to prevent them. And I know so many people that are suffering with these illnesses. So I'm game. The reset plan focuses on fixing seven key hormones, estrogen, insulin, leptin, which by the way, I really didn't know much about leptin, so... I was really excited to learn about it. Cortisol, there's my cortisol. Thyroid, testosterone, and growth hormone. 
these hormones are all interconnected and interdependent upon food we eat every day. The plan in the book is pretty easy to follow and broken into seven three-day bursts, as she puts it. Each three days, you will focus on a specific elimination that correlates to a specific hormone. Once you complete the seven three-day elimination bursts, you will start a re-entry phase. So that sounds pretty simple, right? Like I said, I'm not a stranger to elimination diets, and well, I've been vegan in the past, and I can do this. So I purchased the tool she recommends, and I was ready to go. By the way, some of the tools she recommends are a blood glucose monitor, especially if you're one of those that's suffering from blood sugar issues, and this will help you see your improvements along the way. Uh, Another one of the tools is a device to measure your body fat in various places, a measuring tape to measure your body so that you can see if you've reduced any inches anywhere, a pH stick to track your pH levels, blood pressure measurements, a dry brush to stimulate your lymphatic system, a tongue scraper to remove toxins that accumulate as your sleep. Okay, now that was totally new to me. So anyhow, I had all the tools and just for the heck of it, I was now ready and I was going to do this. So essentially, I'm going to be eating about a pound of vegetables a day, maybe more, a few clean meats, healthy fats like avocado, and drink 2.2 liters of water a day, and try to move for about 30 minutes a day. That is in her plan. Now, like I said before, the reset elimination plan is to go in seven three-day increments. So the first burst is to go meatless for three days. It's designed to reset your estrogen. So you will eliminate red meat and alcohol, or eliminate all red meat and farm-raised meat, And this makes so much sense because livestock, poultry, pigs, even farm-raised fish are subjected to hormones, pollutants, chemicals, etc. If you are trying to cure or balance your hormones, why would you eat meat injected or fed more hormones amongst other things? All right, so the first three days were a breeze, no problem. The second burst starts, and it is to reset your insulin. It's to go sugarless. We can be insulin resistant and not aware of it. You may not be a diabetic, but you still have resistance building up. Your body basically switches from fat burning to fat storage. If you're not sure if you have an insulin issue, well, you may be insulin resistant if you crave sweets or eating them calms you down. Your waist or your belly is greater than 35 inches for women or 40 for men. You have difficulty losing weight, but you gain weight easily. You get hangry after three or more hours of eating. And, you know, there are many, many more symptoms, but those are some of the top ones I thought you might be interested in. So this first for me was fairly easy. I seldom consume sweets, so it was really a piece of cake for me. All right, verse number three is going fruitless. Now, going fruitless will actually reset your leptin. And if you aren't very familiar with leptin, like me, it's one of those hormones directly connected to body fat and obesity. I found that pretty interesting. And it also helps us regulate and alter long-term food intake and energy. 
think of it as the signal that tells your body you're hungry. That's leptin. So many of our foods today contain sugars, and one study actually shows that 75% of our foods already have sugar added in various forms. That's pretty scary. Therefore, it's important that we reduce our fruit intake as well because we're just simply getting too much sugar. It's also the gatekeeper for fat storage. If you think your weight is fine and you aren't fat, ask yourself, are you skinny fat? Yes, skinny fat's a thing, guys. This is actually quite common nowadays. Is your fat mass greater than your muscle mass? If so, you're skinny fat. Sorry. All right, so that's something to consider. Okay, so no fruit at this stage. At this stage, I'm not eating meat, or at least not red meat, and I'm not eating anything that's, uh, you know, mass-processed and produced. Um, I'm not having any sugar. I typically don't eat bread. And now, no fruit. So I'm starting to feel like my options are dwindling a little bit. And I'm getting a little bit antsy about what I'm going to eat. But I'm really actually surviving just fine. So on to burst number four. Burst number four is caffeine elimination. Caffeine, coffee, tea, chocolate. Oh my God. Uh, For the record, I have quit coffee numerous times. Sometimes for a year or more. At this time, I was basically hit or miss, meaning sometimes I had a cup of tea in the morning and sometimes not. At least I was off the hard stuff. Coffee. Yes. If I have an addiction, it is this. I always hear the little whispers of coffee saying the evil words, drink me. Or chocolate saying, eat me. Yeah, I do. I hear it. I hear it all the time. If I'm talking about caffeine as if it's a drug, it's because it is. Even Dr. Sarah says it's a drug. Lucky for me, I only have the occasional cup of caffeine in the morning, so I didn't think that kicking the habit would be bad. One huge takeaway I got from this book is that caffeine stimulates and elevates cortisol. You know, not one doctor has ever asked me about caffeine or told me this. And in all of the research I did, I never read this until now. Well, you know, maybe I'm only as good as I Google, but hello, this is huge for someone like me that's been battling cortisol. You see, there it is. An answer to one of my health issues. Never, ever give up. Oh, also, cortisol is one of the body's key fat storage hormones. So if you are looking to lose weight, consider removing caffeine from your diet. Here is another good reason to remove caffeine. If your adrenal glands are fatigued, which is quite common in America, then caffeine can cause your adrenals to overwork to make even more cortisol and burn out your glands. This leads to adrenals being weakened and less able to respond adequately. In the book Hormone Reset by Dr. Sarah Godfrey says cortisol is the ultimate director of your inner world. She goes on to say that when cortisol is too high or too low, it becomes the dark lord of your body. I could not agree more. That's exactly how I feel. I am constantly battling the dark lord cortisol. Yeah, 
You might be struggling with caffeine and cortisol. If you experience sleep issues, have challenges with anxiety, suffer from burnout, from chronic stress, that's me, consume coffee, tea, or caffeinated drinks most days, you are experiencing indigestion issues, acid reflux, or ulcers, or you struggle with PMS, just to name a few. So giving up caffeine or coffee can be so hard. I know it. I've been there. I've done it. Sipping that coffee in the morning was part of my morning ritual for most of my life. I looked so forward to this. The good news is, is that Dr. Sarah has a plan to help you out. And by the way, it's not going to be to start drinking decaf. Did you know decaf has small amounts of caffeine? It also has acids that affect your blood sugar and cortisol levels. And get this, did you know decaf can raise your blood pressure and its sympathetic nervous system activity? Give up coffee, people. Switch to an herbal non-stimulating tea. So at the beginning of this burst, I was thinking I had it in the bag and then something changed. I started to feel so freaking sluggish. I started having some really bad headaches and brain fog was taking over. I'm not sure what went sideways for me. I really don't consume much caffeine at all, so I don't think it was that. Perhaps it was just crap detoxing from my body. Maybe I put my body under way too much stress from the beginning with my vaccination and possible heat exhaustion and then this program. But whatever the reason, I was not in a good space. By the way, I had no intention of getting my vaccine and doing the reset. It just all kind of happened that way. I had all the food bought and I was ready for the program and I was prepared when I learned I could get the vaccine. But wow, I was just really, really struggling. And I was totally jonesing for a stimulant like sugar or caffeine or just something because I was dragging. I was dragging my booty. I want to take just a moment to clarify though. So I want to circle back to the bursts. Once you do one burst and you eliminate whatever that item is out of the burst, you will continue to keep it out of your diet until you finish the total detox program and you start the reentry phase. So I'm at day 13 of the reset and I'm on burst number five. Number five is grain free. It's to reset the thyroid. For me, that seems simple. I don't really eat much grain anyhow, right? I don't do gluten or very, very rarely. So I'm halfway done and thank God. I'm exhausted. I'm not exercising. I typically exercise at least 30 minutes to an hour and a half a day. I usually work out every single morning. And right now, I just don't even have the energy to get up walk myself to the TV, and zone out on Netflix. I am feeling slightly guilty that I am so lethargic. But damn it, I am keeping with the program. I am going to finish this detox. So eliminating grain it is. It is easy since, like I said, I don't really do grain anyway. But feeling good was a whole nother thing. 
I had to ensure I was eating enough veggies, a pound, at least a pound a day, and drinking enough water to feel good. Okay, so back to grains. I just want to hit on this a little bit. In general, grains are just no bueno. Look, most are high glycemic. They spur inflammation and they're low in nutrients. Grains have little to no value add when it comes down to it. Grains are good to keep out of your diet if you suffer from brain fog, have thyroid issues, joint pain or aches, you experience hair loss, you have menstrual issues or have had miscarriages, stomach issues such as bloating, pain, or IBS, just to name a few. So moving on to reset number six, that's dairy, going dairy-free. We're going to be working on the hormone growth hormone. Are you hesitant to give up dairy? Is it possible that dairy might be making you fat and sick? Dairy is one of the top foods that heightens inflammation, and inflammation can cause you to gain weight. When your body reacts to dairy, it becomes inflamed, and your body thinks it needs to fight off invaders, the inflammation. From my experience in my past, when I eliminated dairy, my sinus issues went away. My aches and pains and fibromyalgia dissipated, and I felt much, much better. Also, once my daughter removed dairy and gluten from her diet, her eczema went away. If she has any dairy at all, she will have a rash. Now, mind you, never was I told to take my daughter off a of dairy to cure eczema or to improve fibromyalgia. This was all just my trial by error. Here is a fun fact for you. There is a study that shows that approximately 75% of adults worldwide have an intolerance to milk. If you're having issues with inflammation, IBS, eczema, psoriasis, fibromyalgia, achy joints, bones, or skin issues, including acne, you may benefit by removing dairy from your diet. And remember that dairy includes chocolate, milk, cottage cheese, yogurt, kefir, cheeses, sour cream, and check your labels too because it's surprising where dairy turns up. So how was I feeling? Pros and cons. Well, I'm still tired. However, my typical body aching is now renewed. It's gone. My brain fog, gone. My body feels good. I'm just lacking some energy. I'm sleeping so much better too. Hey, and I've even lost some weight, so bonus. All right, so now the final burst. I've almost made it through the program. I'm on burst number seven, and it's toxins. The truth is toxins are on the rise. They are everywhere. From the food we eat, the household cleaners we use, the makeup we wear, the soap we use, the plastics in our home and car, I could go on and on because they are everywhere. So we need to limit our toxin load. You may have an issue with toxin exposure if you have some of these symptoms. Brain fog or poor memory, tinnitus or ringing in the ears, mood swings, anxiety, depression, fatigue, achy joints, dark circles under the eyes, or puffy eyes. So what can you do to reduce toxins in your life? 
Start by reading labels, especially of those that are in your bathroom with your toothpaste, your soap, your shampoo, conditioner, hairspray, makeup, and so on. What you're looking for is products that have parabens. You're also looking for phthalates, as well as sodium lauryl sulfate. So write that down, parabens, phthalates. And by the way, phthalates is P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S and sodium lauryl sulfate. From there, shift over to your cleaning products and read the labels, including your laundry detergents and your softeners and so on. There are so many green products out there that work just as well, and they are so much better for you. So slowly as you're consuming and using up your products that may have these ingredients, if you don't want to throw them away, just use them up and then start integrating clean products, plant-based products back into your everyday life. Also, other toxins that you may not be aware of would be in your air fresheners and your candles. So remove your air fresheners and your scented candles. They are bad for your lungs, reduce liver function, weaken immune cells, and feed pathogens that cause chronic illness. Instead, try using essential oils. Here are some of my favorite tips and products. I use essential oils in my diffuser. I also sprinkle essential oils on my salt lamp. I actually like this better than actually putting them in my diffuser. You can sprinkle essential oils also inside of your toilet paper rolls for a real nice scent in the bathroom. I also love Everspring products for all-purpose cleaning. I found them in Target, so they're easily found, and they work great. They're plant-based, they're not tested on animals, and they're biodegradable. My favorite scent is lavender bergamot. It smells so good to me. I also switched over to using plant-based vegan no aluminum deodorant, which is called Hello. I really like it. It's one of the few that I found that I really, really like. It smells and works great. And believe me, I live in a climate that is about 100 degrees every single day with humidity in the summertime. Another option that I like as well is Love and Beauty Planet products. And my favorite body lotion is the Old School Palmer's Coconut Oil Body Lotion. It's been around forever. I know you've seen it. If you don't recall it, when you see it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know that. It's very inexpensive in my opinion. And it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. It works far better than most body lotions. It has no parabens phthalates, minerals, gluten, sulfates, or dyes. It's the best in my opinion. Anyway, I urge you just to do a little bit of research on your own and go through your everyday products that you use the most. Start with what you use the most. Even though I was really exhausted through this reset and I suffered from headaches and I probably did far too much binge watching, I believe you really have to listen to your body and do what is required. I'd say overall, this was a success for me. I feel so much better. Most notable for me is the solid sleep and the lack of the aches and the pains. I dropped about seven pounds in 21 days, not as much as it says on the cover of the book, but hey, it was great. I even had a doctor's appointment with my lab shortly after and my LDL, not that this was an issue, but my LDL was the lowest it's been in three years, and my cortisone dropped a little bit too, so that was awesome. 
Now, a few days after finishing the reset, I had my second COVID shot and it was just a minor setback for a day or two. Then a few weeks later, I went on vacation to Oregon for a while. When I came back, my husband and I decided that we were going to alter our eating to consume mostly plant-based and clean meats, which is mostly fish. Now, just to be clear here, he did not do the reset with me. Um, so the decision to make this change in our diet was just one on our own that we decided that we wanted to do basically just to be healthier and eat cleaner. In the past couple of months, my husband has dropped 50 pounds and he feels so much better. Look, this is just about us and our lifestyle, but we really do need a bit of detox once in a while to clear out and reset all that we are exposed to every day. At the top of the podcast, I mentioned, you know, our ancestors and how long they've lived and how long us humans have been here on the planet. Most of our ancestors didn't have the exposure to chemicals, toxins, pollutants, and poor quality food like we have now. It was once unheard of to have a toddler with eczema and allergies. Today, it is unfortunately somewhat the new normal. We're being negatively impacted by our environment, and it's really, really hard on our bodies and our well-being. Be your own advocate and take ownership of your health and well-being. Seek answers and root-based solutions to live optimally. If you're interested in the rest of the program, look for the book, The Hormone Reset by Dr. Sarah Gottfried. The book is absolutely packed full of information, recipes, menus, supplements, tips and tools that anyone can benefit from for various reasons. It's a great book. I will definitely be going back to it and referring to it from time to time. So that's the program that I did and the detox and a little bit about why I did the hiatus. So how does this tie into spirituality? Simple. The more pure we are, not bogged down by imbalances, toxins, chemicals, bad food, the easier it is to connect spiritually. We also become more in tune with our bodies and others. It's really just amplifying our spiritual gifts and connections. You will soon see that all in your life is just simply better. And who doesn't want that, right? Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Life Management and my experience with a 21-day hormone reset and detox and a little bit about how it impacted me and why I needed to take a bit of a hiatus. Look, I'm going to be the first one to say, listen to your body. Tune in. How do you feel? How is your mind? Are you taking time to slow down? Are you taking time to really treat yourself well? It's important that we take breaks once in a while. And sometimes that means a long weekend, a week, or months. Do what you need to do. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share. It really helps us reach more listeners. If you want to connect, please drop your comments below or visit GretchenSmithCoaching.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at GretchenSmithCoaching or Facebook at Spiritual Life Management. 
Additional information on this episode can be found below in the show notes.